Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is our 2020 season preview for the Carlton Blues. So we'll go through what happened to them in 2019 before we get into 2020. Um, and it was a bit of a, a season of two halves um, for Carlton. 16th and seven wins. Yeah, but I feel like the season wasn't as bad as what the, yeah. the results were. Oh, look, at the start of the season, you had, had us said uh, Carlton will get seven wins and yep. a rising star champion. Yeah. You'd take it. A, a clear favourite. I mean, it's a good place to start on the highs. Because um, I feel like this was, all in all, a good season for Carlton. Because not only did they get seven wins and hope, they still yeah. got their you know top five draft picks. Well, and they beat a lot of the teams that were around their recovery phase. Like, they beat um, St Kilda. They beat uh, Gold Coast. You know, they, they, they looked all right. They look good, you know, in the second half of the year. Yeah. Tell you what doesn't look good is the, the stock photos from their, their playing <laughs> profiles. Have you ever look at it? I don't know. Does they have one photographer that does the whole AFL teams or they do in-house or? Well, it's um, it's probably uh, Vessia. Vessia. The, the AFLW chick. Probably. Yeah. Because um, Vessio? I don't know, it? but she obviously fucking hates Carlton because they're some shockers. Is that or whoever's uploading their, their, um, their media is just... Taking the piss. Well, maybe she's spending all the time training and just doesn't have time to set do up the images properly. properly. Some people they didn't even bother to Photoshop uh, Carlton Guernsey's on them. Fraser Phillips, Josh Honey, Jack Noons. I mean, Mark Pitanay, Eddie Betts, who they've, they've got a photo of him <laughs> in a Carlton Guernsey. They didn't even bother changing his over. But even the ones that are in Carlton Guernsey's, you've got you know, Harry, McQua- Harry McKay, whose face is crooked. <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah. they're just ugly. Tim DeConin looks like he's straight out of Channel 10 News. Um, or maybe he's gone for a media career. Darcy Lang looks special needs. <laughs> well, um, not much of the graphic design no, you can do about Jacob that. Jacob Weirding. Oh, that's just how he looks. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. All yeah. right. So, highs for the year. Like, Sam Walsh is obviously one of the um, highs. Uh, the runaway winner for the Rising Star Award. And look good all year doing it. Yep. Um, if anything, he just looks um, one or two pre-seasons away from being an absolute superstar. Yeah, 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 and yeah, it looks like they're probably going to hold on to him now too. Yeah, usually, yeah, yeah. usually Carlton bleed stars, um, <laughs> get them back once they're fucking cooked. But it looks like yeah, they've got a good sort of system there that's keeping their talent around as opposed to just offloading it. I mean, when you're playing Carlton in 2020, you're going to think should we tag the bloke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it gets down to that too because the, one of the other highs I had down was uh, Paddy Cripps uh, continued his ascension. Yeah, um, played one of the best games of the year when he kicked uh, five or six and won the game for him. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was against the Saints actually. I, I try to remember now. Um, but uh, with those two, it might get down to the stage where you go, you know what? We can't tag Cripps. 
will try and tag uh, uh, Sam Walsh. Um, mm, yeah. and, and, you know, they're two absolute elite talents that, you know, maybe 2020 isn't the year that they um, take the AFL by storm, but 2021-22, mm, yeah. looking at some pretty uh, mean midfields. I thought uh, Nick Newman gave value for money too. Yeah, absolutely. Was he first or second year at Carlton? I'm not sure. Uh, I think it's first. First, yeah. Yeah, yeah fairly for money, definitely. And what would you like about his games? Um, just the, the solidness around the back line. Yep. Because um, uh, Doherty leaving, obviously, left a hole in there. Um, oh, doing his knee. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah leaving the trouble. field. Um, it left that hole of seniority. Yeah. And I think Newman had that uh, experience and I, I guess um, leadership ability. Well, he's a journeyman yeah. at best, but I think even that um, he's a worker slotted in well for Carlton. You know, with their lack of leadership, and I think too with a young squad, uh, you, you've got some leaders who can complicate things and keep refining, refining, refining. But when you've got a journeyman leader back there, he's yeah. like, look, simple game: play the bloke you're on, yeah. beat him to the ball, everything else will come second. And that's like, to be honest, a backman is ninety percent that. I mean, yeah. you can you can make it as complicated as you want to be, like predicting the ball, playing the zone, whatever. But in the end, if your bloke isn't getting the ball, you're doing your job. Yeah. And I feel like when you look at who they've brought into the team, which we'll obviously get to later, but I feel like they're basically banking on St. Kilda being the new Carlton, yeah. where they just bleed stars. And like, fuck it. I think pretty sure they're the new ass. Let's just get them all. Yeah. That's um, right. Uh, and Gold Coast are still keeping true to form there too. Yeah, they're, they're still getting supported by the AFL. I thought one of the other highs that has to be mentioned was their win over the Western Bulldogs early on in the year. Um in, uh, they scored over 100 points for the first time in two or three years or something like that. Yeah. There was a couple of matches, uh, Was one last year and one this year, where they got to 99. I got damn close. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and this one, I think uh, Walsh actually kicked a goal in the last kick of the game um, to get yeah. him over the 100 points. Yep. You know, And a handy five or six goal win as well against a team that um, you know, went on and played finals. Um, that, that was a highlight for them early on in the year when they didn't have many. Yeah. Am I fucked up in thinking that Liam Jones had some good games? He had some good games. He was yeah. um, he was quieter the year before, and this year he still had his injury concerns. But um, and I, th- I think he copped a couple of head knocks. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but uh, he started to get better again. I feel um, like this was the year where he wasn't the punching bag of Carlton supporters. We had that breakout year, if you remember, um, two years ago. Yeah. Um, and then injuries haven't allowed him to to get back. But yeah, he did play some good games and it's got to be said you know every year we when we talk about Carlton we mention Levi Casbolt yeah. um, his kicking is it looks like they finally sorted it out and found his limitations and um, he's not a liability anymore and they figured out you know what back line is not too bad for the yeah, for the, yeah. Uh, you've got a, a screaming uh, contested marker yeah Maybe if he's having a, a bit of rough time at four dropping back legitimately one and of the best contested marks in the AFL should yeah, yeah. Um, I mean geez it's a small list of anyone I put ahead of him yep um, you know, you'd love to see him go shoulder to shoulder against somebody like Tommy Hawkins. You know, yeah, you know, just two bulls uh, trying to go at it. Um, uh, sorry, I was going to say in a shootout though, I think he's about probably the hundredth best forward. Yeah, yeah, but he's getting better though. He, he is. is much better this year. Yes, he um, and I, he's had every chance. Like he's had yep. every bastard under their son teaching him how to kick and everything. I think sometimes uh, playing yourself into the game, like starting the back line, yep. uh, getting a bit of the ball, and thinking, all right, I've had a good game now. Yeah, I make this shot. I don't make the shot. I've started a good game. It can help the players' confidence so much. Um, and the other high we've got to talk about for Carlton is obviously uh, David Teague. Um, mm. the, the way that the whole club galvanised behind him and got excited for him, and you know they yeah. won in his first yeah. couple of weeks, and um, the, the the hope 
that, that gave them in the second half of the yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sick of North Melbourne supporting every other fucking team. We've got Teague, we've got Clarkson, we've got Simpson. <laughs> We're supporting all your bastards with coaches. <laughs> Yeah, shame about your own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we outsource their own. <laughs> um, the lows. Well, I mean, it's pretty obvious where the lows are. They went 1-10 and um, to start the year, and that yep. was enough to cost the nicest man in football's job, uh, Brendan Bolton. Um, I think it, you, you can't say he's a good coach because he had three or four years, and yep. they couldn't get out of um, you know, the bottom two, basically, mm-hmm. um, with him at... But, Maybe it was that he was used to some military precision um, in previous, and maybe he's a great assistant coach. Yeah. Well, yep. it just and it, it's impossible to tell from the outside looking in. Yeah, yeah. But it seemed to me they were trying to win the last premiership kind of thing. Maybe. Yeah. Yep. Like they were trying to play excellent 2013 football. Yeah. Rather than trying to adapt to the the evolving style that happens. Um, and some of the messages that came out once Teague took over was, let's just make things simple. So maybe it was too confusing yeah. a game plan for yeah. for lads that, you know, uh, he obviously came from Hawthorne where you had Mitchell, Hodge, Lewis, you yep. know, extremely smart footballers. They're not um, Levi Casbolt, uh, yeah. Liam Jones. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the advantage Hawthorne had. They could play the military style because they had squad leaders. Well, they had coaches the, out on the ground, yeah. you know. Um, and that's, you know, uh, diversified leadership. But they, yeah. They just did not have that at Carlton. Or if they do have it, uh, the players aren't up to it or the uh, followers aren't following. Well, it's a great thing about you know, coaching. Do you coach the best game plan for your team or do you get your team to play to your best game plan? Yeah, you know? that's and, the question. And Teague obviously went the other way. He said, all right, this is the team we've got. This is the best way we can get them to play. Yeah. And, you know, that's probably a sensible way to go about I it. I think that's the way that sort of has shown that it's going to get the most out of the players that you got. And then once they're on board, then you can start taking... Yeah, yeah, I mean, the tricky part things. is then you can recruit as you want. Yep. And yeah. Do you recruit for the game plan you want, knowing that the players yeah. you've got might struggle to change it? Yep. Or do you uh, just keep topping up like for well, like? I think a good coach, you, you can't just have, all right, this is the game plan that wins, so I'll get people to fill this out. You've got to look at what you've got yep. and figure out how you win with that team. Um all right, we'll have a look at their uh, list changes. And I think they've had some good um, list changes over the offseason. Yeah, looking well. great on Actually, paper. On the outs, um, Thomas Bug, who a lot of people would have thought retired the year earlier, but... Uh, Didn't know he went to Carlton. No. <laughs> yeah. um, Alex Fasolo, who um, spent most of his time injured, but did get out there a bit. Um, Pickett, Daisy Thomas, um, called it quits. Um, and I thought they handled that really well, because he made it known that he, he would he wanted to keep going, mm-hmm. but the the way the Carlton's list is, he's not yeah, in their exactly. long term plan. So yeah. I think that they said goodbye to you know somebody who'd, who'd um, tried his best for Carlton. Yep, um, you can't really fault him too much because he was given a fuck ton of money. Exactly, but he definitely didn't deserve it. He better thank Mickey Malthouse every yeah. September. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> when it comes around. I mean, dude's got a premiership. So it, almost got the point where he was embarrassed. He's well, like, ah, I'm he not going to say no middle, to it. He was a Brownlow Medal favourite at one stage yeah. at Collingwood. Yeah. Um, but now I think he's on. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Um, really? Garlett is out. Uh, Matthew Lobb is out. Um, Phillips, I traded out to Western. You going to say something about Lobb? Oh, no, I was going to say something about Daisy Thomas. Um, old mate um, uh, Swan has yes. auctioned off his medal for the for the bushfires. Uh, Dane Beams. Dane Beams, yeah. Uh, oh, I was at Beams. Yeah. Um, Swan's already auctioned that off. Of I think Daisy Thomas would do the same thing. I mean, it just gives Nathan Buckley two chances to buy one. <laughs> I was thinking that too. It'd be great if he put in a bid. Um, just let me see. I want to see Swanee buy it. <laughs> 
Honestly, <laughs> Michael Tuck. <laughs> Just put it, with it. <laughs> put it with the collection. <laughs> oh, I missed that year. Uh, yeah, I've got, he has got one from the 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Phillips, they traded out to Essendon, which I thought was a bit uh, unusual because I thought he was an all right. Yeah, I like um, Phillips. But, uh, you know, he's an uh, excess ruck. You know that they traded somebody else in, um, and I put Deluca in as one of their interesting um, off-season delistings because they only picked him up in the mid-season draft anyway, never played him, and then got rid of him. Yep, oh, yeah, it was just basically doing an internship. Thanks, mate. Time to move on. Never mind. Yeah, back to the state leads. I mean, they yeah losing Phillips wasn't that bad considering they picked up Pitnet. Yeah, exactly, and that's why they were able to let go of Phillips. Um, so we'll do the ins, and Pitnet's one of them. Um, He's a big lad, Pitnet. He's mm. still two years off being AFL steady. coordinated. Yeah, <laughs> yes, and, yes. And he wasn't going to get a gig at Hawthorne. Well, he, not a full time gig. No, I mean McAvoy's got the the ruck roll down pat, and it was um, on Hawthorne's side of things. It's if we keep Segler, you're probably better off going somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just yeah, probably two years too early there. Um, but here you'll you know, um, God. Uh, I've just gone absolutely blank on, on their number one ruckman. Cruiser? Uh, Cruiser, Matty Cruiser. Um, he's probably got two years left injury if it allows him. Yep. Um, and then... Uh, well, let's just do it with Cruiser. It might be two years left, but he might play eight games. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So he's going to get plenty of opportunities there. Uh, Jack Noons um, coming over from the Saints. That's a good pickup. Yeah, I think that's a really good pickup. I'm surprised the Saints let him go, Decent to be honest. Player, yeah. yeah. They were um, unusually level-headed. During the trade and draft period, I think so. They had um, big goals, mm. big ambitions. Yeah, like the yeah. they were after was it Papley, uh, Martin, and who else was there? Uh, you talking about Carlton now? Carlton, yeah, yeah. Um, there was a third player, like a, a name. Maybe it was Danaher. Can't remember. There was a third name player yeah. they were after. Um, obviously, Papley didn't go, despite several journos saying yeah. he's locked and loaded. Um, well, he definitely wanted to, yeah. without a doubt. Um, just didn't check with uh, Carlton first. And, uh, uh, Brendan Ellis is the other one. That's it. Yeah. I'm looking at. Um, but the Martin one, I thought was fucking smart because uh, Gold Coast tried to play hardball, and Carlton have gone. We we'll, can pick him up in the. We'll do it. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, I, I don't mind that from the Gold Coast side of things either, um, because they can't. They've just been bleeding players for years and years yeah. and years. And the price that uh, Carlton were willing to pay for Jack, considering they could get him for nothing, and they just went no. Yeah, uh, we'd rather let him go for nothing. I mean, it sends a message. It's, You've got to draw a line in the sand some sometime. Yeah, I mean, it is yeah. one that to your own detriment. Yeah, but I, know, I think that was well done by Carlton, though, not to blink. Yeah, I think so too. And, and they definitely won because they got the play they wanted for nothing. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so yeah, and Jack Martin's the other uh, uh, another in for them. Um, I do think he's played a couple of good games. Um, I'm not convinced on his consistency that that's his standard yeah I've, that's his exception not his standard I think he still has a shite ton of potential if he had have gone to oh, I don't know say a west coast right I'd be like shit this kid could be anything because yeah. they're not they're not relying on him to be something straight away whereas Carlton he still has that potential but I think uh, expecting it to be delivered too early when the team's not used mm. to him yeah. could uh, be to his detriment and obviously, their, their biggest name uh, getting the off season is Eddie Betts. Um, he's come back to the fold. I love that story. Oh, yeah. It's great, isn't it? It's I great. Mean, yeah. And it's a hiding to nothing for. Um, and it fills up at least Carlton. two bays. Mm. Exactly. It, yeah. it sells memberships. He doesn't yeah. need to play. And like, um, anytime you take something away from Adelaide, it's always good. <laughs> like, they lose so much of like the little culture they had left. 
But the little, it, little kids are going to be wearing Eddie Betts uh, jumper again. Yeah. Big shorts. Yeah, yeah, the big shorts. And it kind of spackles over the the distaste of him leaving in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Um, now crows just have to figure out how they name another pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should check their drawer. Oh, they just straight Actually, away. It's got to be like Eddie Betts pocket at the G. Do Carlton play in Adelaide? Because they should just name the other pocket. Yeah. <laughs> have, have, look that up because I, I wanted to look that up. They don't have a double up against uh, Adelaide uh, next year. Check that. Um, but also, uh, everybody talks about how Eddie Betts as a leader off the field, um, and especially with the Indigenous lads as well. They all mm. look up to him because he's, what, 250-odd games years in Years old. <laughs> 600 goals or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah he's a, a, a great culture leader. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it can only be good things. They do play at Adelaide Oval. Well, uh, well, in um, round 10. Round 10, so oh, before the bye. Mm. Interesting stuff. I just... You, you, Eddie's got to play. He's got to. It doesn't matter if he's broken his I will that motherfucker out if you have to. (laughs) Yeah, he's going to kick seven. (laughs) Do you you reckon when he gets out there, he just starts singing Never Tear Us Apart or something? (laughs) Just to fuck with him even further. Or the Richmond song. Yeah, Richmond song. (laughs) (laughs) Still. (laughs) All right. Uh, Looking forward to 2020 then. Uh, Oh, we should have mentioned one more out, actually. And that's Stephen Silvani. Yeah. Didn't that one play out in the papers? God. Yeah. Um... It, it's it's hard when you've got a favourite son in the yeah. squad. Like, we've seen that with James Hurd, Michael Voss, uh, all those sort of guys. Um, obviously not being... He didn't have a coaching role, did he? It was only back office. Recruiting. Yeah, list, only list, list management. Only uh, list management, you say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, as in, that was alone his role. He wasn't list management slash, you know, backline no, coach no. on occasion. Um, so no... Uh, there was player contact, but not uh, strategic. It was all... Not game day. Not game day contact. What yeah. you're after, yeah. Or that sort of stuff. So no tactics, only strategy. Yeah. But to say, oh, you know, he's out because his kids are here, and then he's like, nah, that's no. not what happened. It was clearly um, did not see eye to eye with a few board Yeah, games. Yeah, and so if Carlton give a fuck if his kids are there, that's going to kick him out. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know about this ethical shit. Carlton <laughs> ethics. ethics like, yeah. <laughs> not in the last yeah. 40 years. <laughs> 140? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't I'm, go bar- that, back that far, but I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Um, cause in the terms of the most ethical team, I'd never have put Carlton in the top five oh, in any dead, season ever. Dead last, and you know, right. I'll, I'll illustrate that further throughout the year. Except maybe Essendon uh, during that obvious period. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Um, but it, it is, uh, I think, embarrassing the way it played out in the papers. But is it such episode. a big deal for clubs to be honest? Like... Yeah, we sacked him because yeah. he was being a dick. <laughs> like, I mean, well. it's gone to the days when you can say, well, he was uh, fucking tickling the till and they don't have the uh, platform to respond. Yeah. You know, that you can't just go to the bloke down at the Melbourne Truth and say, look, uh, Poison, don't talk to uh, Sylvie because uh, yeah. he's going to lie and uh, <laughs> we pay your wage. He was diddling well, one of our players' mums. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> they just jump on Twitter and go, yeah, no, nah, that's not what happened. Here's what yeah. happened. And their 1.3 million followers go, yep, all right, I believe you. Um, it was interesting, though, that he obviously he went through the trade period and the draft and draft night and did very well for Carlton on draft night as well. Mm. With the, uh, the trades that they made... Um, uh, live trades that they made and it was certainly very active and then uh, walked out the next day but anyway I mean it's hard to like he's a net asset to the club and if you had to pick to drop him or a board director the short term loss of losing him is much greater 
Yes, I 100% agree. Board directors can come and go as far as I'm concerned. Yep. Yeah, I mean, long-term loss, a bad board can, yeah. you know, mm. fuck um, things up. Boards generally don't fire themselves. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it's much... All, it's all about track position. You have a lot of job security when you can vote yourself into a raise. Exactly. Mm. Um, all right, on to their 2020 draw, their double-ups. So Richmond, um, again, uh, the Bulldogs, North... Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, Saints and Sydney. Um, so, I mean, that's not too bad. I mean, Richmond is going to be trouble and you expect the Bulldogs and North to be trouble as well. Well, but- I think that, that sets the standard. Bulldogs, North and Sydney... Uh, that will determine their season. Yeah. Mm. If they can come out on, if they split the difference with those guys, uh, that's a good season for them. If they can come on top in their double ups, that's a top season for them. And if they can also smash uh, Saints in a couple as well, um, you know, yeah. they'll, they'll be signing Teague up to a 10 year deal. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think Saints North is about where they're at. If they get one of the Bulldogs, I think that's a massive win. That's massive. Same, yeah. as, same as Tigers. Well, they had their number last year, but yeah. Yeah. yeah it'd be good for them. So who's in for a big year? Uh, with the with Carlton, Ooh. I mean Walsh is the easy one. Yeah, um, second year be. Blues though. You know I'm a big believer in the second year yep. Blues. Yeah, they're, they're all in the Blues. Yep. Okay. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Nick Newman has to because they don't have a lot other um, backline leaders. Yep. Um, I don't expect a lot from Jack Martin. No, neither do I. No, uh, but Carlton might. Yeah. Um, they absolutely need Cruiser though. He needs to be fit and needs to be playing at, at least 18 games. Yeah. Because like I said, Mark Pitnett's a, a, a project player. Yeah. and well, yeah. Have, Everyone's so afraid at the moment of playing two Ruckman. But if yeah. you have to, you have to. You have to, exactly. Especially with a young squad. And having that extra muscle around the ball yeah. when you've got a young squad, I think is vital. I'm a big believer in having that uh, an enforcer role. Yeah. Uh, well, just look after the young kids. Because it's so easy to put uh, a 19-year-old kid off just by giving them a a bit of a tummy t- a tummy tap or whatever, because yeah. they're used to playing against uh, other kids most of the time. Mm. Well, I mean, they've still got... Um, is a big McKay um, yeah. who, who can take a bit of the ruck work as well. He's probably a yep. little bit more mobile than Cruiser, um, considering all these injuries. Mm. Um, so, I mean, they've got coverage there, you know? Um, but if, if but none of them seem to have out. aggression. No. Well, what about Matthew Owies? Owies? Owies. Matthew Owies. Do you even know where he plays? Well, definitely, definitely not an in-and-under player, I'm guessing. <laughs> I, I think he's uh, a draft pick from this His year. His name is actually Matthew Owies. Okay. Yeah. Um, Cripps is going to be a big year, and I think um, because Carlton won't be as terrible as they were in previous years, um, it might be a bit easy to say he's a Brownlow uh, favourite, but uh, yeah, he's my pick for the awards for this year. I reckon um, it, these awards tend to have a little bit of PR behind them, and, yeah. you, and you need a little bit of momentum in yep. order to get it. And I think he, he's at that stage now where um, the umpires are going to be watching him very closely. They've already given it to Gary Ablett. 
Sure. <laughs> One more for the for the road. Yeah. Um, I think he's if, only going to play four games. I think if Sam Doherty is fit, expecting a big year out of him, I think just he's been on the sideline. Yeah, play a game on the sideline for two him. years. But I thought he was yeah. good before that. He was so brilliant he was before playing, that. He was all Australian. Yeah, yeah, great footy. So if he can recapture some of that form, it but, really spreads the defence across that Carlton team. But with you, the defence, do we see Weirding coming back into the fold? Because yeah, he had a brilliant, to, surely. brilliant first year. Well, he was, yeah, he was good in his first year, and then he spent some time in the VFL this year. And I, I mm. think that might have been uh, just a little bit of maturity for him as well. But when you say Carlton lack of aggression, I think he's one of the worst ones for it. Yeah. And if he had that little bit of aggression, he yeah. could be he could be Glenn Jakovic. Yeah, I mean, again, he's a young lad. Yeah. yeah, but I think that's when you can be the most aggressive because yeah. fuck it, you heal in like three days. Yeah. yeah, but I think he's been just so skilled at a young age that he didn't need to be. He was exactly. just more talented than everyone else on the field, so you never really had to learn that angle. Yeah, I think sometimes having the kind of like Jack Watts basically. Yeah, yep. having the journeyman player who has to be a fucking scrapper. Yeah, can sometimes be yeah. a benefit to you. You've especially got different angles to how you can get a, get on top of your opposition where you're not skilled enough, basically. But, but especially that. when you play backline at a young age, because you know you want to play a more talent than you. So yeah. fuck it, I'll just. Headbutt the bass yeah, in the ass. You need those veteran moves. Yeah. 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 The old, uh, you know, look over there. The old uh, step on the shoelace. You only get those moves by playing against 32 year old men. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So every player should actually have a year in country footy. Yeah. <laughs> Just to learn. It's sort of like teacher placement. <laughs> you get enough points, then you can play whatever team you want. It's like national service. <laughs> um, I'd like to see uh, big Charlie Kerno kick uh, 40 to 50 goals for him. Fuck, he was unlucky in 2019. Yeah. yeah. Like just you get a run on and you'd have spectacular games, yeah. And then all of a sudden you do an injury or um, you'd have six players hanging off him because there's no other option up forward. But he needs to be that consistent um, target for him up mm. forward as well, yeah. Because um, we know he, he can move and take a hanger. You can even like if he's being locked down in, in the goal square, you can play him on a wing. Yeah, know? exactly. Well, he played mid uh, a few times. He did more than once. Yeah, right. he can lead outside fifty and still have a yeah. shot. Yeah, exactly. Um, who's on the outer? Who's in trouble? Um, at uh, Carlton. Well, I'm putting Cruz there just because he's had potential attached to his name for so yeah. long. But it's just age and injuries, really. Yeah. Well, yeah, but, I mean, there's no sentiment in football. No. And if they've got Pitnet waiting there, look, he is probably two years away, but they might get him in early and just yeah. say, fuck it. And they got Mackay, and, you know, even Casbolt takes some taps. Yeah. Um, I've, I've put Casbolt down here, but only because I don't think he's in danger anymore. And we, yeah. I reckon, the last four years we've mentioned Casbolt in the he's on the outer, he's in trouble. Yeah. Um, but I think he's just, um, you know what we can we know what your role is now, hmm. and, yeah. it, and it is just a little bit of the Carlton hierarchy understanding he has a role here, not trying to force him into something else. Yep. Um, and I mean Murphy Simpson, they're getting up there in age, but. I think they mean too much leadership-wise to the team. That and I think there's no yeah. value elsewhere. No, no, you're not going to get... Um, I think one who will have value is Mitch McGovern. And having practically... I don't think he even got on the park for yeah, 2019. Yeah, he, he, he played a bit. Played a couple of games. Old brackets, they called him. Um, yeah. I think he's one that if he has another injury-interrupted season or a poor season, they'll be like, look, he's got a bit of value about him. Yeah. Maybe we uh, look at moving him on and getting, uh, you know... A new Ruckman in or something. But realistically, their clear out was this year. You know, they cleared yeah. out a, a lot of players that were on the, you know, the 30th best and the um, that kind of stuff. So the, the list cloggers, as um, uh, Terry Wallace used to call them. So yeah. I think yeah. they've, they've got a lot of clear air. You know, uh, fuck it. Trade uh, Mitch McGovern over to West Coast for it and uh, get him with his brother and get Nick Nat back. Yeah. <laughs> if, they, if they can organise that trade, I'm putting them on for a flag in yeah. five years, and I want someone to check their fucking finances. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a Facebook uh, nuffies <laughs> trade. You just have to get the proper book, though. You've got that shit hidden. 
Um, I think Hugh Goddard, he's lots of promise going to the Saints. I, I love how he's still listed as a key defender. Um, <laughs> Did he play a game last year? Yes, he played one maybe, round right. 17, so uh, their website tells me. But he's one that, coming into the AFL for St Kilda, had a lot of promise and they were staking basically their backline reputation on him. Might have been a first-round pick even. Yeah, didn't didn't perform. Um, played a couple of games last year, but did win the best and fairest in the VFL for Northern Blues. Yeah. There is, but That's a backhanded compliment, really. Yeah, though, exactly. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I think if he can't... Get consistent games, and he's, yeah. they've got to offload him. Um, and obviously, the coach is under no pressure whatsoever because he's uh, already had half a season in the yeah. top. And they're not going to move him on that quickly. Yeah. yeah, as long as they can wait until about round twelve before they re-sign him, yeah. uh, they'll yeah. be fine. Yeah, yeah. But well, I, I, I like the way Teague goes about it. I think he's yeah. very clever to just simplify it. Simple. Seems to be one of the boys as well. Yeah, in the club rooms. Yeah, I think that can that, that'll work for a time until he needs to. Um, establish the rapport first mm. yeah. and then the dis- discipline because yeah. uh, if you come in and just throw discipline around well, without anyone respecting you you're fucked when you come in your side's 1 and 10 yeah. I mean <laughs> the only way is up isn't it yeah, really. yeah. Um, alright so where do we see them finishing uh, in 2020 in 19 they were 16th with 7 wins Josh where you got them finishing I can see them getting a, a, maybe a win or two more but I still think that's going to result in 15th just not enough class is that what you're saying uh, I think th- it's a development year for them. Yeah, they're going to be focused more on getting quality games into young players than they will be on winning at all costs. Because it'll be like, you know, if it's a hard slog in the mud and yeah. you've got young lads who are dead on their feet, they'll dr- uh, drag them on the bench rather than risk them getting injured. And that- that's what they should be doing too. I-, I mean, it is good for them in that respect that they play so many games at Docklands, where obviously you, yeah. you shut the roof, but um, you can't play twenty-two games there. Yep. I've got them finishing yeah, not Collingwood 15th yes 15th, 15th as well I think yeah. that with this year I mean considering last year their wins and losses wasn't great but I think that they surprised a lot of people even yeah. themselves with what they were doing so I feel like this is one where they just tinker with the system and make a game plan that's their own yeah. and so I wouldn't be surprised they have the same wins and losses maybe a couple more wins but I think this is where they actually figure out their own game plan and look at playing finals in a couple of years. Yeah. Well, I've actually got them rising up the ladder a little bit. I, I said they're going to finish 10th. That's a uh, fair fair rise, to be honest. It is. But I think that, um, you know, you look at the second half of the year, um, they won uh, six, lost five. Yeah. Um, and they beat uh, Frio and the Dogs. Were yeah, they big wins? Uh, the Dogs might have been their first win of the year. Okay. Um, but uh, just the way they played, there was a yeah. lot of um, positives with that. And there were some moments where you saw Sam Walsh running with the ball. You're like, fuck, this kid can go. He can mm. do anything, yeah. Um, and like I said, I think that Phillips is going to get uh, a, a nod on Brownlow night. Um, it's going to worry team. Crips, sorry. Yeah. Who did I say? Phillips. Phillips. <laughs> Definitely not. I, I don't think he'll get a nod on Brownlow. Yeah. No. I'm just saying, sports battle takes some pretty fucking long yeah. odds for that. No. Um, yeah, uh, Crips. Um, Imagine if he does get up now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. On top of that, I think Eddie Betts brings more um, emotion and belief um, to yep. I don't think he's going to kick 40 goals. for nah. um, but, but I think having... Every goal he kicks is going to be a highlight. Having yeah. some positivity and having bums on seats... Yeah. Uh, matters so much. Carlton supporters will be turning up to games not expecting to get fucking belted. Yep, mm. exactly. Or, or if they're like, look, we'll probably lose, but... I don't want to go to work Monday and have to say I wasn't there to see Eddie Betts yeah. kick that fucking yeah. stupid goal. Exactly. Or, or we can turn on Monday and be like, yeah, we almost got you, Ken. <laughs> yeah. But like, it, it's something for him to 
to brag about. Like they yeah. can turn up and say, "Oh look, mate, we, we got beat, but I was right in the pocket. I was four meters yeah. away from Eddie, yeah. and I looked in his eyes, and he fucking snapped it. And oh, mate, it was worth it. It was worth every second of it. And that's what they've never had, or at least I haven't had for a long time. Haven't had time, yeah. In <laughs> in at least a third of the Since supporters' lifetime. Yeah. All right, that'll do us for Carlton. Yeah, right. Good luck. Peace. 